today we're going to talk about something different. We're going to talk about something fun, something mysterious. You got a clue? What, what, mysterious and you? No, <laughs> it could be anything, huh? All right, well, everybody who has lived in Cass County very long has heard about the Bigfoot, the Legend of Boggy Creek. Uh, they came back out with it in 2018. They they did a, a 4K, um, what do you call it, when you go back into the movie and remastered. you remastered it. They had a, a premiere at the Perot. Um, a lot of people have cited Bigfoot or Sasquatches in our area, but little do people know that there's an expert right next door to Cass County. He's in Jefferson, so we're not in Cass County today. We're, t we're talking about something that has happened in Cass County, but we're going to talk with Craig Woolheater. He, he is over the Bigfoot Research Center, which is located in Jefferson, and they have this huge conference every October. Huge conference, Bigfoot, huge conference. Huge Bigfoot conference, <laughs> huge foot. <laughs> they have this big conference every October, and people from all over the world attend. It's a, it's really a big thing. So, okay, Craig, are you with us? Hello. Did I lose him? Oh. Craig, are you with us? Yes, ma'am. All right. So, tell us a little bit about your um, your conference, your the Bigfoot Center, and what you do. Well, um, this this all goes back um, over 20 years. Well, it goes back farther than that. Uh, my interest started when I was a kid, but um, I actually had a sighting of what I can only say was a Bigfoot in 1994 in Louisiana. Wow. When um, on a trip back from New Orleans to Dallas, I saw a large hair-covered figure on two legs, um, you know, actually walking parallel to the road at about 1130 at night. Um, and so that really propelled my interest. And so um, I, uh, was wow. still, I was still, you know, this is in 94. So I was still a couple of years away from even having internet access. And um, so once I did, I, I started looking up stuff and while there wasn't much information on the website then I did find you know like uh, message boards and forums and such where I started uh, talking to other people that were interested in the subject and and um, myself and another gentleman decided to start a research organization and you know put up a website and and started taking reports and um, and started getting other people interested in the subject so um, in 2000, I had actually gone to a Bigfoot conference in Ohio, and um, while there, I decided that, um, you know, there wasn't anything like this going on in Texas, so I decided to, um, that I could host one of those, and so um, my uh, parents at the time were living in Jefferson, had um, had purchased a a bed and breakfast a couple of years earlier. And uh -huh. so, 
my mom was on the events committee for the bed and breakfast association. So I decided, you know, I had some resources and, um, so that's why, um, you know, the conference was born here in Jefferson, uh, besides the fact that it's an area where there are, um, many sightings of, of Bigfoot, um, here in the piney woods of East Texas. Um, Right. You know, Cattle Lake is, uh, you know, I, I guess a, a little more than a stone's throw away. But, uh, you know, there's been lots of reports from that area as well as um, up here in the Jefferson area, uh, Marion County, Harrison County, uh, Cass County have all had, um, you know, more than a handful of sightings. Um, Where is the most common sighting in Cass County? And well, I wouldn't say common, common in Cass County, but there have been, um, there were um, over the years, um, five of them reported to us in Cass County, one of them going way, way, way back. Um, uh, of course, you know, uh, most of them are near a water source and, mm-hmm. and, and this one was, uh, one that's uh, I'm talking about in particular here goes way back to 1917 uh, uh, near near Knight's Bluff, uh, and this is you know many many years before oh, uh, wow. Bigfoot was um, you know anything popular. It wasn't reported to us until 2004, but it was a a gentleman who was reporting uh, stories that his uh, grandmother and uh had told him and um you know the other members of her family that they had um that they had um they've seen, seen a big hairy man yes uh in the night club area um you know i you grew know. up in the era of legend of boggy creek Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, and I can remember when I was young in in high school in the early 80s, we would take people who just, you know, new kids in town, new kids at school. We would take them out to the woods and tell them we knew exactly where the legend of Boggy Creek lived. <laughs> and we would scare the heck out of them. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was a very, in, a very influential movie to me as a as a as a young child. I saw it uh, when it went. It you know, it came out in a regional release back in nineteen seventy two. But it didn't it didn't make a national release until seventy three. But you know, it did. And that's it became a cult hit. Oh, well, yeah, it was, you know, it, it started out showing in Texarkana, Shreveport, mm-hmm. um, um, El Dorado, and... Um, I have the, the privilege of meeting Charles Pierce. If, if people don't know, Charles Pierce was a businessman in Texarkana who had a an advertising agency, and he decided to do this movie after there was a couple of um, stories in the newspaper about someone, you know, being attacked by Bigfoot and someone actually hitting one with their car. And so he decided to do this movie. Ledwell and Sons funded the movie, and they filmed it around Falk. Right. And in 2018, um, Charles Pierce's daughter, Pamela Pierce Barcelo, came down from New Hampshire 
to hold the premiere of the new remastered 4K version at the Perot Theater just as it premiered in 1972. And I had the opportunity to uh, write a story for the Gazette, the Texarkana Gazette about that, Mm -hmm. and follow Pamela around. And I wrote an article about her for her magazine. And I attended the premiere with her. And we actually took a ride in Falk, someone took us on a tour of the the place where the movie was shot to show us where Bigfoot lived. Uh-huh. We did not see Bigfoot. I have never seen a Bigfoot, but we saw where Bigfoot supposedly lived or lived in '72. Have there been any more sightings there? I know Lyle Blackburn told me that he very much believes that there's one still there. Yeah, he Lyle is, is one of my best friends, and he he does get um, still get reports uh, from that area because he's become to you know the go to fountain. Guy. Yeah, and, and he uh, yeah he comes out here um, I think annually for the Fountain Monster Festival. Yeah, I yeah. organized that event as well, the Fountain Monster Festival since uh, oh, wow. 2019. We've been holding that event. Um, but, and, and it, you know, it, it, you know, gathers over, you know, two to 300 people, um, every year for that event. Even during COVID, we held that event. Uh, well, I know in 2018, when Pamela was here, uh, there were a couple of people in the movie who, who came out and it, I think I heard that was the biggest crowd that they'd ever had. Because they were there for the premiere as well. Right, right. Um, that's that's true. Uh, we did, uh, you know, we had to turn people away at the door. Uh, <laughs> no, I heard about that. that. Wanting to come to the event, so um, we we just had the event um, this year in June, June eighteenth, and uh, had standing room only for that event. So next year we are. Um, moving it um, from the Fout Community Center to the uh, middle school auditorium there um, and moving it up into April uh, because this, you know, the the heat this summer has just been unbearable. And um, yeah, yeah. I, oh, and we yeah. had so <laughs> many people there and and it was so hot. So I've, I've moved it up to April. Um, I believe April 29th, um, a Saturday, April 29th, and it will be at the uh, Falk Middle School Auditorium to accommodate mm-hmm. people and um, to uh, hopefully that we won't have such hot weather um, as we did this year. Randy, but, is there anything that you've ever wanted to know about Bigfoot? He's the, he's the one to ask. Yeah. Uh, how many sightings? When's the last sight? Do you get one a year, uh, two years, three a year, or oh, does it go through in cycles? There's, there's, you know, it varies. Uh, you know, to, you know, there, there has to be two things to, well, several more than that to be a reported Bigfoot sighting. First, there has to be a Bigfoot there, but there also has to be a person there to to see it, as well as to have the wherewithal to report the sighting. So. Uh, I imagine that um, 
you know, 90% of the encounters that happen probably are never reported just because people don't know to report it. Or, you know, if they tell somebody they've been ridiculed or called crazy or, um, so that happens a lot, but, uh, you know, uh, going back to Cass County, we've, we've had, we investigated two sightings, <coughs> pardon me, in, 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 or near Atlanta, as well as, uh, in Linden and, um, Hugh Springs and Diana, um, around near Lake of the Pines. So there's, uh, you know, in Marion County, we've had many more, Harrison County, many more, but in, in Cass, there's, you know, like I said, still been a couple. I mean, uh, in 1997, there was a group of campers that observed, uh, you know, a, a tall, hairy uh, creature on two legs. Yeah, I remember that. In 2004, a truck driver reported seeing a, an eight-foot-tall, hairy creature, um, um, and um like i said um in 1993 there was you're breaking you're breaking up a little bit there craig i'm sorry you were breaking up a little bit i'm sorry that's okay you were talking about in was it 2003 Uh, the the last sighting you were talking about oh yeah, uh, that was the, those were the ones from Cass County. Um, right. And um, so, you know, and and for these reports to make it to the website, um, you know, they have to um, be investigated by one of our members, and uh, you know, deemed credible. We typically try to meet the the witness. Uh, on location where it actually happened so we can get a, an idea of the surroundings there where, you know, mm-hmm. because, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, report uh, stuff. We've had, you know, plenty of reports that have come in, you know, somebody reported, you know, turned it, turned in a report with their friend's name and phone number, you know, people joking around, but, you, you know, yeah. Some of the some of the people that you know we've talked to have definitely uh, been deemed credible, and their and you know their story deemed credible. I mean, you know they typically there's no um, no evidence or anything attached to it other than you know other than um, you know them telling their story, um, but um, you know there's well now it it. I'm I'm one of these skeptical people. Sure. Um, Because I've never seen one, and I've never known anybody who actually saw one. Oh, really? You don't know know anybody? Well, I know you. I know Lyle. Oh, well. You know, I know, but I don't know anybody here in town growing up. You know, I'm I'm 56. In 56 years, I've never known anybody who actually saw one. Okay. You know, it said, oh, my God, I was out camping and it happened. I've heard about it. You know, I've heard mm-hmm. that people have. Now, I'm going to guess that if there are Bigfoot out there, they're docile. They're they're not harmful or else, you know, we would have I've a never, problem. Right. I've never, I've never um, you know, talked to anybody that, 
has you know uh, never gotten a report of of anybody that's been injured or or harmed or or even killed by one i mean there's stories out there but um i've never uh, investigated a, a credible story um other than a story of a woman who uh said that she was out with her husband this is um actually in was in Lamar County, um, out near Paris, Texas, that that had um, her, their truck had broke down. So he had, he had uh, walked back, you know, to get assistance and she stayed there with the vehicle. And she said that she saw not one, not two, but three big of these Bigfoot creatures. Um, And one of them, um, she saw them um, at a distance, but one of them approached the truck and um, actually reached in the the open truck window and oh my god! And you know her story was that it had grabbed her by the leg and she had picked up an empty Coke bottle. You know back then the Coke glass. bottles were heavy and glass. She had picked it up and and used it. Um, to hit hit this thing on the hand and it had released her but it had scratched up her leg and she had had to go um you know actually went to the doctor and we spoke to um witnesses that you know her leg was uh, was injured uh, right. at that time so i mean wow. uh, again you know we're just you know but we, we why haven't there been any sightings of baby Bigfoot or little toddler Bigfoot? There have been sightings. As a matter of fact, in this sighting, she saw, she's you know this was the uh, obvious male male Bigfoot. So it was like a family. And, and you know, and she said that one was a female and one was a smaller one. Now, um, you know, for them to be you know real creatures, animals, whatever you want to say, um, you know, obviously they're not born seven feet tall, but, right. um, but, you know, my, you know, I, I, you know, I, I formed the organization, founded the organization because I wanted to try and find out answers to what I had seen, uh, years earlier. And, um, you know, I wasn't an outdoorsman, wasn't a hunter, but uh, was just, you know, so curious about what I had experienced that that I got involved with this. And, um, you know, and, and it's led to more questions than answers, seriously. But right. there are reports. But, you know, the belief, um, the thought process is that, you know, they they live in um in family groups and that more than likely the females and the juveniles um are not the ones that are out roaming around you know that right. it's it's the males that are out you know um hunter gatherers that are right. you know that are looking for food um and that the the you know the females with the young ones would um you know be holed up somewhere and not out just roaming around because you know obviously 
you know, for them, like I said, to be a living, breathing, flesh and blood creature, you know, there has to be, uh, you know, um, a population that right. can reproduce. I mean, it's not just one. A lot of people think it's just one Bigfoot wandering around everywhere, but, you know. Um, it makes you wonder if there if there's inbreeding going on. Well, more than likely, there would have to be. I mean, you know, my there's many estimates on a population, you know, in North America. I think that it's probably fairly small, much smaller than, say, black bears or even right. mountain lions, cougars, which, you know, are, um, you know, are fairly rare. You know, we don't see mountain right. lions all over the place. And No, and then yeah. there's the elusive black panther that I have personally seen and heard in Cass County. But if you talk to a game warden, they'll tell you there's no such thing as a black panther. Well, it's a black, big black cat that screams like a woman. People hear it all the time, but they swear it doesn't exist here. So right. I figure. So, you know, I figured that, you know, my theory is that there's, you know, not that many of them. They're, they, you know, people say, well, you know, if they're out there, then how come nobody's seeing them? And, and you know, people are seeing them. You know, that and, leads and people... me to my, to my next question, Craig. Mm -hmm. How come there are no clear photos of a Bigfoot? Well, um you know, people ask that, especially now that, you know, everybody's got a smartphone everybody's with, got a with smart a camera. Phone, yeah. But, and game, you know, game cameras out there. There are game cameras out there, but you, yeah. you figure that a game camera's range is about, you know, uh, field of vision is about 40 degrees. And there may be effective out to about 30, 35 feet. So when you figure, you know, how many game cameras may be out there, you know, there there's still a whole lot of of territory that is not covered right. by game cameras. I mean, and and there may possibly be photos out there that people have got on game cameras and, you know, maybe said something to their hunting buddy or their wife or something and been ridiculed and, right. um you know, said, oh, that's just somebody in a suit or, you know, whatever. And so it doesn't, you know, it doesn't get um, publicized. Um, you know, there's um, here in just the four state region of Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Louisiana, there is, uh, you know, like 100,000 square miles of forest land. Yeah, which, yeah. Which is... Um, which is, you know, larger than the size of the state of Oregon that we're talking is is forest land. And, you know, people think that mankind has traipsed everywhere and, you know, walked everywhere and been everywhere. And, and you know, that's just not true even to this day. I mean, take for existence in the Pacific Northwest, the last num number I heard that there were still 72 airplanes that had crashed that the debris had not even been found. And, oh you know, we're, we're, we're talking about large metallic objects that are definitely stationary and have not been found 
Whereas, you know, with Bigfoot, I liken it not to, you know, not even to um, looking for a needle in a haystack, but, you know, looking for, um, you know, a moving needle in a whole field of hay. You know, it's it's, it's not a stationary object, uh, you know, and 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 there are, you know, people do see them occasionally. But, you know, obviously it's in my opinion, it's a it's a mistake, an accident on the Bigfoot's part that that while they do seem to be fairly curious about, you know, humans, they are also very wary of humans. Um, So. I think that, um, you know, sometimes a lucky accident happens where, you know, somebody happens upon one. And, you know, most of the sightings are reported by, you know, hunters and fishermen that are out there in where they would be seen, as well as an equal number are reported by, you know, like my experience, where it's just a happenstance. Uh, You know, roadside crossing or mine didn't cross the road, but it was on the roadside you know, in a desolate yeah, area yeah. in the middle of the night that, uh, you know, we just um, were on a, a two-lane unlit road out in the middle of nowhere in Louisiana and just um, observed this animal <clears throat> on well, the side of the road. Louisiana has all kinds of strange things. <laughs> sure, you know, there's the tales of the Rougarou, you know, the... The Rougarou, uh, yeah. You, you know, the Cajun werewolf, uh and you know there's weird the stuff wampus cat you know there's weird stories of you know all across the country of strange creatures that uh, you know aren't proven by science you know there's there's creatures you know lake monsters in a lot of the lakes in north america there are you know just, urban what, what do they eat do we know what they eat? Has anybody even found any scat? Sure, there's been scat found, but you know, there's uh, you know, scat is not uh, uh, you know something yeah. that's easily it tested for bear. for DNA. Yeah. But you know, there are footprint tracks found, and and you know that are cast in plaster, and there are you know, but again. To my knowledge, there hasn't been a carcass of one of these animals, you know, found. Right. Um, which, you know, carcasses of large animals, large mammals, aren't generally just found, you know, out in the woods anyway. I mean, right. unless it's not, uh, you know, um, um, you know, a carcass of an animal that a hunter shot. Typically, you know, you don't run across bear carcasses. You don't run across, uh, you know, mountain lion carcasses. Generally, yeah. when when what is that? Well, they don't when, they don't die out in the open, do they? No, typically when when animals, you know, are sick or you know even been injured they in road road kill, they they wander. You know, they go off and seclude themselves. Um, in an area where they're not uh, vulnerable to other predators and such, you know, hole up and and may die in a, you know, in a, in a even in a cave or, uh, you know, in, right. in an area where they're they're not readily found and and the environment, you know, turns these th- these carcasses over pretty quickly, you know, um, you know, you don't. De- 
you know, you might find some bones after a while, but you know, there's other things out there that, you know, actually eat bone, porcupines, uh, rodents, Right, right. Uh, you know, uh, you know, eat bones and you know, gnaw on the bones and the bones disappear. Uh, you know, it just uh, it just happens. Um, you know, there's speculation that you know all over the the place about you know these animals th- that would op- obviously have some intelligence. You know, may. <laughs> may you know bury their dead and they may be cannibals you know i i don't know like i said i've gotten a whole lot more questions than answers since i've been involved in this do you have any theory as to why this creature hasn't evolved like like man and other animals have i mean it we haven't found any dumpster diving and getting hooked on pizza yet well no there have been reports <laughs> of them of them uh, you know scavenging from really as well as you know wildlife i mean uh, you know uh, livestock that has been you know i've gotten reports of you know mysterious of uh, disappearances or even you know i had a witness that that saw you know, one of these, uh, you know, carry off a hog, um, (laughs) from, from their property. This was in, I believe, uh, Delta County, you know, so west of West area, but not that far, not that far away. Uh, and again, along the Sulphur Sulphur River. Like it was a good size hog? Because those things are big. Yeah. Oh my God. The, uh, gosh, you know, the Sulphur River, um is a uh, is a tributary that there have been a lot of reports around um uh, you know the sulfur river has been dammed up in places like cooper lake uh, um right was happened. formed from was formed by you know damming up so the sulfur river and and mm-hmm. flooding and flooding farmland and and um as well See, that was another you know theory another theory i heard is that they were pretty prolific here in our area and then when they dammed sulfur river to make rock patman lake that it could have killed out a bunch or their well, their territory anyway well it may have displaced them but you know they're they're still seen uh, again around these bodies of water rivers and lakes and streams and creek just like boggy creek as a matter of fact boggy creek you know, runs into the yep. Sulphur River um, mm-hmm. in, in Arkansas. So, I mean, like I said, it, it just gave me a lot of questions. And so I, um, like I said, started hosting the Texas Bigfoot Conference. Last year was actually the 20th anniversary uh, yep. event here in Jefferson. Um, we've got, you know, coming up in a little over two months is the uh, – the Texas Bigfoot Conference here in Jefferson for this year will be the 21st year that I've hosted the event. Uh, We have some great speakers. Um, Adam Davis, who is an international explorer of of all kinds of um, cryptid creatures, as well as Lauren Coleman, who's been involved in this study for since over 60 years, um, Lyle Blackburn is speaking again, Ken Gerhardt, another cryptozoologist from Texas. And we've got two, two females. We've got, uh, we've got, um, 
Sibylla Irwin, who is with the BFRO. She has been doing this for many years, and she's an artist. So she also sketches uh, eyewitness sketches of these creatures that people oh, cool. have seen. And she'll be there and showing uh, some of the cases that she's investigated, as well as as well as uh, Shelley Covington, Montana, who is a real outdoors woman who um, has been this summer up in Alaska, solo camping <laughs> and researching um, up there. And she, typically, cool. she typically goes to the Pacific Northwest every summer for three or four months and solo camps out there. And so they'll be speaking at the event. Um, so there'll be a lot of um, vendors there selling, you know, Bigfoot um Memorabilia, and crafts and memorabilia, yeah. and the speakers will be signing and selling copies of their books. How big such. of a crowd do, are you expecting? What, what's the typical um, uh, turnout? Typical turnout is, uh, you know, two to three hundred people. Um, that's we're that's limit- a lot in Jefferson. Yeah, we're limited by size. The the building that we're in has a building capacity of three hundred and sixty, and we've um off the record of maxed <laughs> max that out and more before in years past um since covid uh you know crowds have been down a little but you know we take precautions mm-hmm. we you know have hand sanitizer for people to to use and and right. and such and 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 encourage mask if you care to wear a mask you know there's no um mask regulations now mm-hmm. But right. uh, if you're more comfortable, you're more than welcome to wear, you know, a face mask. And um, what kind of activities can one expect if they if they come? Besides hearing the speakers and seeing all the memorabilia and everything, what can what else is there to do? Well, you know, Jefferson is a cool town to come to for one thing. So, yeah, it is. You know, even so. for for say husbands that are interested in Bigfoot and their wives aren't. You know, their wives can wander around to the myriad of antique Mm -hmm. shops and the the boutiques in town, as well as there's, you know, other stuff to do. There's the the Turning Basin Bayou boat tours on the bayou. There's, you know, tons of good. The train. The alligator farm. Right. There's great restaurants. Um, You know, we have a Mexican restaurant. We have... You know, we have high-end, you know, right. uh, restaurants like 1852 and Haywood House. We have a Irish pub, McGarrity's. Um, we've got uh, Taste of Caddo with, you know, excellent uh, catfish and such. So right. There's, there's, right. Plenty, there's a lot plenty, to do there. There's plenty to do in town to do and see and um you know, nightlife at Annie Skinner's, uh, you know, right. oh, Saturday yeah. nights, there's there's live bands playing. And, you know, the the event itself, we will um, be kicking off Friday night with um, with a catered meal and, and a special presentation. And then Saturday, the event will run all day long. And we have a, a, a catered meal uh, by by. Um, Riverport Barbecue, which is a local favorite, it's typically in the uh, featured in Texas Monthly in the top 50 barbecue restaurants in Texas, and it's wonderful, an award-winning barbecue restaurant. And um, so they'll be catering a meal Saturday night for us, and then we'll have some other presentations Saturday night. 
Well, um, you know, over here in Cass County, we've always considered Jefferson to be like our our um, redheaded stepchild. <laughs> um, Jefferson actually was in Cass County at one time. Oh, really? I, I uh-huh. didn't even know that. It was uh, part of Cass County. It was actually our county seat. And then during the Civil War, Cass um, changed its name to Davis County in honor of uh, Jefferson Davis, who was Confederate president at the time. Right. And then after the Civil War, it went back to Cass County. And then Marion County redefined its borders and took in Jefferson to be its county seat. And that's when Linden became the county seat of Cass County. So cool. Jefferson's still kind of part of us. Yeah, Linden, home of Don Henley of the Eagles. Yep, exactly. We've Who also a, founded the the Caddo Institute. Caddo Lake Institute, mm-hmm. right? To preserve, uh, you know, Caddo Lake is is a rare. Uh, it's the only natural lake in the state of Texas. Every yep. other lake in Texas is a man-made reservoir, and it's something. Mm-hmm. It's something that people, you know, should really check out as well because it's it's got uh, it's a habitat for many, many, many uh, creatures. Mm-hmm. There are many, many creatures you, know, cool... you don't see anywhere else in the world. Right, and there are you know plenty of there's swamp tours and boat tours on Caddo, mm-hmm. and, and uh, there's even um, one of the 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 boat tours gives a Bigfoot tour out on Kettle Lake, so there's um, there's uh, a lot of cool stuff to check out here. Bigfoot's in and all around. around us. <laughs> yeah, and it's really been adopted here in Jefferson. Jefferson, um, um, I actually wrote the town proclamation, and the mayor. In 2018, at that time, Kerry Heaster signed it that uh, Bigfoot is, I mean, that Jefferson is the Bigfoot capital of Texas. Wow. Um, and they've really, they've, you know, really gotten behind at the conference. And, um, you know, I, um, like I said, I host the event in Falk. I'm, this year, I'm actually branching out and hosting a UFO convention here in Jefferson as well in November. Are you serious? When is yeah. that taking place? November 19th. It's the Saturday before Thanksgiving. Oh, and wow. I've got some I've got some big speakers from around the state, uh, and it will be focusing on um, events here in Texas. Uh, you know, Texas, um, you know, even UFO crashes, um, UFO um sightings and right, as well right. as as well as lots of weird phenomena going on as well you know, as alien, alien encounters and, yep. yeah you know i'm more apt to believe in aliens and ufos than i am bigfoot i don't know why i guess i feel like if i've lived this close to bigfoot for 56 years and i haven't seen him you know mm-hmm. I, I guess i just don't believe that but you tell me that alien from another planet is hovering over causing, you know, bad signal on my cell phone or an electric surge or whatever. I'm more apt to believe it. I don't know why. Have you seen an alien? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> no, hmm. I have not. I cannot say that I have seen an alien. And you haven't I seen a Bigfoot, but I've you believe in the alien, but you believe in the alien more than Bigfoot. I don't know. I guess because this world is so big, it's hard for me to believe that we are the only planet 
in this big wide galaxy that to have living organisms I, sure sure go out yeah, on it's a, hard to believe go out on a night when the moon's not out and look at all the stars up there in the sky i and know just, and just realize that you know our sun is a star and those stars yeah. potential suns to planets rotating around them and surely there's got to be other intelligent life out there if not it's a huge waste of space you know what i mean yeah it is it is well craig we're running out of time i have so enjoyed this and i can't wait to to be at the uh, conference in october i'll cover sure. it for the paper and and you should come uh, out for the ufo convention as uh, well. yeah i'm just sitting here thinking november 19th i need to put that on my calendar as well as i host another event um this one is actually in marshall i host uh, the um bigfoot film festival last year was the first oh, year wow. but, but we show um you know last year we showed five bigfoot films we actually had um the directors or people involved with the films we had the director of the Blair Witch Project, Eduardo Sanchez, was oh, here in Marshall yeah. um, to screen his Bigfoot film from 2014 called Exists, which to me is the the best Bigfoot film ever made. Um, you know, Legend of Bikey Creek holds a special up. place in my heart. But uh, I have exists. to I have to say, Blair Witch Project. I'm not one of these to get scared when I see scary movies. Mm -hmm. I don't know. My my parents just raised me. Oh, that's you know that's that's movie making. It's not real. So I never got scared. I knew it was all fake. The Blair Witch Project was the very first scary movie that actually scared me. Well, you know, it had, you know, it was really the first movie with an you know with an internet campaign, and and the campaign was built around that it was a real legend. That yeah. uh, it was, you know, found footage. Just the and, way and it was, the way it was shot and produced. The kids in the woods, you fed off their fear and their panic, and it 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 had me on the edge of my seat. It really did. And, and believe it or not, the Legend of Boggy Creek was a huge influence to the director of of the Blair Witch Project uh, because of what the Legend of Boggy Creek meant to him. Um, that that he made that movie and so you know he you know made a a a bigfoot movie that was made here in texas down in bastrop but down in 2013 after the fires down there but um and it's the best bigfoot movie ever made and he came and and screened that at marshall at the at the um the the what is it the city hall memorial um, um, performance venue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was used to be City Hall up until I think 1967, and then was renovated into a performance venue, where there's all kinds of you know performances held there, from concerts to operas to plays to right. You know, to um, movie screenings, and we screened five Bigfoot films there, and and. It was a cool event, and uh, you know this year is on the books for uh, December tenth, I believe it is, and um, and that information will be going up That's on their awesome. website soon. 
So we'll be and creating I'll, a bunch I'll make of sure, extra I'll make sure to share some of your flyers of, of events you have coming up. I'll share them on our website, Cash sure. County Conversations, on our Facebook okay. page. And we're going to end the call, and, but I want to end the show this week with a fun fact about Bigfoot. Did you know that the baby in Legend of Boggy Creek is now a very uh, successful opera singer? That's right, Aaron Ball. Aaron Ball. He's a friend of mine, and I may maybe I can uh, get him on the horn one day and we can interview him for a show. He's yeah, he's, he's, he's a good friend of mine, too. I bet him, you know, at he's the... He's a great guy. At the, you know, when when Pam screened the restored, yep. remastered version of the Boggy of the Legend of Boggy Creek, and and he was there for that uh, for that yeah. screening, and and he's a great guy. He actually uh, came to uh, a, a film uh, in Dallas uh, a couple yep. uh, a year or two after that. That I saw him there at the Texas Theater, the same theater that. Lee Harvey Oswald was arrested yes, after he told me the, about that. He said the that Kennedy was assassination. Cool. So yeah, I ran into him there. He's a great guy, and and like you said, he is a success. And uh, he's probably one of the most handsome guys I've ever met. I know, I know, I know. And he, well, he he got married uh, this year, and he actually invited me to go to Florida to his wedding. Right. I, I didn't go, but he has a, a new husband, and he's doing well. I think they're bi-coastal from Florida to California. Yep. But yes, he's a very handsome man. Yeah. Well, he we're is. gonna we're gonna end on that note. <laughs> well, any, people can find any information about these events um, on Facebook if you just look up the Texas Bigfoot Conference or the. Texas UFO Con is the name of that event, the, okay. the Bigfoot Film Festival, as well as um, you can find information about Bigfoot here in East Texas uh, on my website, texasbigfoot.co, not com, dot co. Just co. Okay. Wonderful. Without well, the M. Well, thank you so very much for talking with us today, Craig, and you have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. You too, Kate. All righty. Bye-bye. And Randy. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>